and welcome to my podcast. I'm Connie. I'm a certified nutritionist and personal trainer, and I live on a small hobby farm. I have a huge passion for bodybuilding, but I don't fall into the typical bodybuilding mold. The naysayers, they can have their bro science. Yep, I said it. I'm a natural health and nutrition nerd. Some would call me a granola, but that couldn't be further from the wrong word. I stay away from the typical processed, standard American diet, and I don't eat granola. I created this podcast to share my health journey and the many things I've learned in my quest to find what it takes to live a mindful, happy, balanced life for all humans, not just athletes. I hope to help you discover your inner nerd and help you make some hefty deposits into your knowledge bank account that can help you crack your health code. Commit, but commit like a motherfucker. I mean, there's these ancient marathon monks, they call them in, in um, Japan, Mount Hiai. You go out there, they've been doing this for 800 years. If you and I wanted to become monks, we knock on the big doors. We want to become monks. They say, great, shave your heads, put on these robes, wear these sandals, start hiking. You got to do 25 miles a day on this trail for 100 days in a row. We need to know you're serious. We shave our heads, we put on the robes, we start hiking 25 miles a day every day, 100 days. We're exhausted. You and I toast each other with a nice glass of tea. We're like, we made it. We're monks. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Now we know you're committed. Now we know you're serious. You got 800 more days to go. And you're taking the sword and you're taking this rope. If you decide to quit now, you must hang yourself and kill yourself on the course. Okay? Now, I'm not advocating people grab a sword and a rope and, and, and kill themselves. What I'm saying is the only way to be really successful is to commit like that. When, when you commit, like you commit to breathing oxygen, when you, you know what I mean? Like then you got a chance at achieving an objective. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Farming Food Mom. I'm thankful you took the time to tune in. Before we go too far, if you could just hit the pause button, go over and subscribe to my podcast, I would be very thankful. And at the end of the podcast, if you could leave me a review, leave me some stars, a written review would be fantastic. I would really appreciate it because then other people can find my podcast and we can keep sharing the love. So I would really appreciate it if you did that for me. It helps get me out there. I don't have a ton of ads on the podcast and sharing is caring. So today we have a treat. We have Joe DeSena. He has demonstrated his drive for being an entrepreneur since he was in his preteens. He has built multiple multi-million dollar businesses. And after that, he decided he was going to set his sights on getting 100 million people off their couches by creating a Spartan lifestyle. Joe is a best-selling author, owner of the Spartan Up podcast, and now operates Spartan races with more than 1 million annual global participants and more than 270 events across more than 40 countries. I would definitely say he has met his goal to get people off the couch and get them moving. So today I have Joe on the podcast and he's going to talk about the Spartan way. Enjoy everybody. Thank you so much for being here, Joe. Thanks for having me. This is, um, this is exciting. I could, I could talk about um, farming and fit 
and all the things I like, um, uh, as opposed to sitting and doing burpees all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you must be getting in really good shape now because you're home and <laughs> doing lots of those, I see. Oh, my God. And uh, we found this morning, we found a new burpee that was um, apparently developed 2,600 years ago, 2,500 years ago by Leonidas himself. Uh, you do the burpee and then you do two push-ups at the bottom and you come up. Apparently, that's how he got his soldiers so fit. So now we, now we got a new burpee. Oh, joy. I'm sure everybody's going to love that. Is that going to be part of your uh, 40 burpees if you can't complete an obstacle on the Spartan race? I might have to add Leonidas burpees to the only spear <laughs> <beer> throw. <laughs> yeah, then everybody's going to be extra mad at you. I've seen what happens at that spear throw. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, so not only are you a successful entrepreneur, but you also are the man when it comes to talking about grit and determination and reaching your goals, obviously, right? You're doing burpees all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so just in case um, some of my listeners don't know who you are, can you catch them up to speed a little bit? Sure. Um, basically, I am the founder and CEO of Spartan. I started Spartan 20 years ago in its first form. It uh, literally lost money because I couldn't convince people to come out and do hard things for 15 years. I don't know why I stuck with it. And, um, and after 20 years, after banging my head against the wall, and I finally made this thing work. We made this thing work. Our team made it work. Uh, 45 countries. Uh, we, we purchased Tough Mudder, who was our main competitor. With Tough Mudder, we're 325 events, 45 countries, about 2 million participants or registrations per year. And we are so... Am I allowed to curse on this thing? Yeah, have at it. We are so fucked right now. Because um, outside of Taiwan, I got 44 countries shut. So, but, but, you know, uh, an old Spartan proverb, right? Um, uh, the obstacle is the way. So it's just another obstacle we're dealing with. No big deal. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, and like you said, you, you obviously had to struggle through years of trying to get this to take off before it was ever even a thing. And now look at it. It's a huge, amazing, popular thing. There are more and more people getting off the couch every day and getting up and getting a workout in and training for these races that you're putting on. So, you know, that's amazing thing that you are doing for people. I'm trying. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, for, for, like I said, for 20 years, people are pushing back and saying, Joe, why do we have to work hard? Why can't we just watch Netflix? Why, why, why would you ever crawl under barbed wire? None of it makes sense. You're a bunch of crazy people. And I think after something like this, a lot of people are coming to me and saying, are coming to us and saying, I get it now. I understand why, why you were trying to make people harder to kill. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. why you were pushing not eating cookies and ice cream and, and, and drinking a bunch of wine. Uh, look, look, look what happened to the Romans. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't work right. Excess and, and, uh, and failing to just constantly uh, keep yourself in incredible shape and defend against um, those outside enemies, which could be a virus. And it is in this case. Right. Absolutely. And you know, that's a big factor with all of this, right? Is your health, your health is number one. And, I, I find now a lot of people neglect it in so many ways they don't even realize because society has programmed us to do a certain thing. And, and so, you know, it's great that you're bringing it back so people can, you know, be starting to get that reach their health goals while still competing in something that's going to make them feel like a million bucks afterwards. 
I think when, you know, our tagline, our, our, we used to say, um, you'll know at the finish line. And, and people would say, well, what will, what will I know? And I'd say, well, just do the race and then you'll know at the finish line. And people would come across the finish line and, and it just feels so good to push yourself beyond your perceived limits and to get outside your comfort zone and to struggle. Um, you know, I, I was doing a big race uh, 10 weeks ago and I was, um, I was doing, I think it was 110K and I was miserable out there, right? And I was feeling terrible and I thought to myself and I said into the camera, it sucks that you have to go here in order to feel this, this joy. So here I was miserable, broken, tired, just wanted to get to the finish line. But that's where the magic happens. That's where the magic happens, right? It, you know, you don't want to do burpees, but you start doing them and it sucks. You don't want to take a cold shower. And, you're, and then you're like, that's where the magic happens. You know, and it is, and I've been in this place multiple times. Um, I personally have not ever done a Spartan race. My husband does them. I will probably end up doing one, I'm sure, in the future with him. <laughs> but I am a bodybuilder. Um, I have kind of leaned away from, I mean, I love bodybuilding. I'm passionate about it. But you have to go some pretty um, mentally taxing places in that journey as well. And I find it hilarious, right? Because I think that in the dark places, that is where you truly find yourself. There's no doubt about it. There is no doubt about it. I mean, anybody can be good when times are good. Look, I love the analogy of thinking about a plant that grows up in a greenhouse versus a plant that grows up on the side of the mountain in a windstorm and hail and has to wrap its roots around rocks to survive, right? Now, there are some tough days for that plant on the side of the mountain, but that plant is hardy. That plant's hard to kill, right? And mm -hmm. what, what pleasure are you getting in a greenhouse? You're getting fed on demand, perfect temperature. Like, and that's, that's the way most of us have been living. We, we've had it too easy. We need a little shakeup. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that because I can tell you there's been so many days where, you know, I mean, everybody thinks that you just jump on stage, right? And, and flex or whatever, but... There, there are some dark times involved in your journey to a bodybuilding stage. And, you know, it really, you get uncomfortable. Uh, you have to really push it in times when you have no energy left, which is no different than what you guys are doing, right? Yep. Um, and there are days you want to quit or you ask yourself a million times, why in the hell am I doing this? But when you reach that goal, the reward is huge. And you're like, wow, I pushed myself so hard to get here. And, you know, the reward is it, it, you can't even beat it. Can't even beat it. I like I like that. So um, today I was hoping you would um, help some of my listeners learn the Spartan way. The book that you're talking about, my book. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, I mean. The Spartan way isn't just the book, right? The Spartan way is a whole mentality and a philosophy. And, and, um, and I went back and I thought about, you know, 40 years of my life and, and building businesses and doing, you know, going through struggles that everybody has gone through in their life, people dying and divorces and cancer and all those things. And I went back to the ancient archives and I found 10 principles and, and if you master these 10 principles and understand them, really hone in on them and focus on them, you could achieve anything in life. And, you know, it starts with the first principle, which is you got to find your true north. You got to find your passion, that thing that you just love doing. 
very hard to do. And that passion will change throughout your life. Um, for me, at a young age, I was really passionate about seeing if I was tough enough. I wanted to compare myself to the guys in the neighborhood. And, and so that, that was my true north. That was my focus. Was I tough enough? Could I start a business? Could I keep up with them? Then it was money. My true north became money for a decade. I just want to make money. I worked on Wall Street. And then, and then luckily, I, I found this thing of changing lives, getting people healthy, pushing them beyond their, their boundaries and limits. So your true north, your passion can change throughout your life. It's very hard to figure out. I will tell you, listeners, um, sitting on your couch, you're not going to find your true north. Listening to a podcast, you're not going to, reading a book, it's not going to happen. You, you got to be out there. You got to be in the mix. You got to be doing stuff. And you got to think, you know, what are things you're not great at, but you just keep doing them anyway? Like I kept running Spartan, even though I was losing money. Elon Musk was losing money. Built Like clearly his mission was to create this electric car and make it a successful company, right? Clearly my mission was to build Spartan because I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing, even though it wasn't working. So figure out, try to figure out what that thing is. Get a piece of paper. Put down the things you hate on one side, the things you love on the other. Maybe it'll give you some clues. But get out there. Get in the mix. Sitting still and indecision gets you nowhere. Number two, Abs commit. But commit like a motherfucker. I mean, there's these ancient marathon monks, they call them, in, in um, Japan. Mount Hiai. You go out there. They've been doing this for 800 years. If you and I wanted to become monks, we knock on the big doors. We want to become monks. They say, great. Shave your heads, put on these robes, wear these sandals, start hiking. You got to do 25 miles a day on this trail for 100 days in a row. We need to know you're serious. We shave our heads, we put on the robes, we start hiking 25 miles a day every day, 100 days. We're exhausted. You and I toast each other with a nice glass of tea. We're like, we made it. We're monks. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Now we know you're committed. Now we know you're serious. You got 800 more days to go. And you're taking the sword and you're taking this rope. If you decide to quit now, you must hang yourself and kill yourself on the course. Okay? Now, I'm not advocating people grab a sword and a rope and, and, and kill themselves. What I'm saying is the only way to be really successful is to commit like that. When, when you commit, like you commit to breathing oxygen... When you, you know what I mean? Like then you got a chance at achieving an objective. Um, don't waste time. So many of us just waste time. Keep track of what you do on a daily basis. You'll be shocked at how many hours you just waste doing nothing. Social media, lingering around the, the water cooler, talking to people, doing nothing, not getting you closer to your goal. Do not waste time. Every, you can't get, by the way, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you can't get time back. Can't buy it. So time is your is hands down your most precious asset, and it's the thing we waste the most. Number four, delay gratification. Don't go for the cookie. Don't hit the snooze button. Don't drink the extra glass of wine at night. The grass is not always greener, right? They did studies. 1972, Professor Walter Mitchell took children, put them in cubicles, Stanford University, offered them all a marshmallow. They could eat the marshmallow now. If they wait, they can get two marshmallows. They followed the kids for 30 years. Guess what they found? The kids that could with, withhold and not eat the marshmallow, those kids went much further in life. Better SAT scores, 
uh, better cars, better marriages, better house, everything in life was better. If you're able to not take the cookie, not take the shortcut, you're just going to do better in life. Practice adversity. Joe, you want me to wake up and do 300 burpees? Joe, you want me to take a cold shower? Joe, you want me to run Spartan races? I don't understand. Why, why should we practice adversity? Because somebody that wants to play the piano great practices. Somebody that wants to be great at math practices. Somebody that wants to be a psychologist studies. And so if we know we are all going to face adversity throughout our entire life, that's just the reality. We are all going to face adversity. Why the fuck wouldn't we practice it? Why wouldn't you practice it? If you, if you live in a greenhouse, if you're the plant that lives in a greenhouse and you get fed on demand and the, and the temperature is perfectly climate controlled, everything is ready for you at all times, what happens when the greenhouse plastic blows away? What happens when there's a virus in the greenhouse? What happens when the farmer dies and forgets to water you, right? If you didn't practice adversity, you then can't handle it when it shows up. Next one. Amen to that. Next one. Change your frame of reference. What does that mean? Our frame of reference is a pair of glasses we wear throughout life. It is, it is a combination of our values, our beliefs, our experiences, all summed up into, into our vision, the way we see the world. Again, if you grew up on Park Avenue and you had your butt wiped for you and everything you ever wanted was, was handed to you, when shit hits the fan, you don't have a place in your mind to go to, to reference, to say, oh, I've dealt with something hard before. I know how to handle this. So we need reference points in our brains so that we could kind of say, where does this thing I'm dealing with measure up? Oh, I've been through this before. Um, if you grew up in Eastern Europe in the 70s and the 60s, and, and you, didn't, you had a pretty hard life, and then you came to the United States, I've hired many Eastern Europeans, um, and, 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 and the Americans asking you to work hard, you're like, this is not hard, because you got a place to go to refer to in your brain. You're fighting for milk every day, as opposed to, as opposed to that kid that grew up on Park Avenue. So, so have a place in your mind, set some places in your mind that you can go to when times get tough, that you can refer to and say, wait a minute, I've been through something like this before. When, when the virus hit, I, I was able to go to 9-11 in my mind. I was able to go to the, the NASDAQ bubble in, in 2000, 2001. I was able to go to the 1990s recession, the 87 stock market crash. I can go to places in my mind and say, wait a minute, I've seen stuff like this before, right? Um, what else? You've got, to, um, you've got to have integrity. And I believe integrity gets built uh, through the summation of everything we just spoke about. When you go through um, really hard times and you pressure set, test your system and you stress test the system, you start to build integrity. When you have to do things when nobody's watching, you build integrity. When um, you get to meet yourself, you said it. When you're out there and you do hard things, you get to meet yourself. And that's when you build integrity. Um, integrity is easy when, it, when, when everybody's watching and, um, and times are easy. It's hard when nobody's watching and, and, and times aren't so easy. And so you need... You need to test that and you need to build integrity. Absolutely. And, you know, a funny thing that I think goes along with that is, I mean, you and I both know that 
out in the world today, there are a lot of people that claim to be things that they aren't. Um, and, you know, that may even be easy for us as individuals to start to fall down that rabbit hole. Um, and so whenever I start doing something new, I ask myself a very important question. And that question is, if nobody knew what I was doing, would I still be doing right. it? That's right. And I, I think that definitely can help weed out some of the noise uh, because we are in a pretty noisy world these days. You're in a pretty noisy world these days. Um, yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got it. You got to do the good thing when nobody's watching. Um, and then, you know, nobody does anything without a community around them. You got to build community, whether that's um, finding a Spartan community or some similar valued community in, in your world. But you've got to um, you got to surround yourself with amazing people. We are all an average of our five best friends. Um, if you're, if you're around negative people, people that just aren't getting it, whatever, get yourself away from those people and, and, um, be around people that lift you up and make you work harder. Um, I, I saw my boys have been climbing the mountain. My kids have been climbing the mountain every day in the back of the farm where we are right now. And they go at a certain pace. Well, um, when the other kids go out, all of a sudden they go at a different pace. People around you push you and they hold you accountable. And, and if they're not, if they're dragging you down and they're making you or they're asking you to do things that are actually moving you further away from your goals, those are not people you want to be around. So those are the big, those are the big topics in, in the Spartan way, a uh, little summation of the book. But, but again, I didn't, I didn't invent these um, principles. Um, th these are age old principles. You, 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 you embrace them. You're more likely to achieve gold medals in life. I love that. I love that fully because, you know, in a time where things are made more instant, you know, we have instant food, we have TV dinners, we have, you no longer have to go through school for years and years. You can get some certification in six months. Uh, there's a lot of instant gratification out there now, and it makes it difficult to stay the course, I think, for some of these upcoming generations, especially. So, um, that's also something I love that you have your kids out doing these things. And I love seeing people, you know, putting some pressure on their kids, uh, making them work harder, teaching them some solid principles, getting them off the couch, getting them away from video games. Uh, how do you handle things like that at your house as far as like games and all that stuff goes? Well, if I had my way, we wouldn't have any games, you know, for the first five <laughs> years of their life, it was uh, as much TV as you want, as long as it's in Mandarin, no English. Um, but friends come over. Um, I'm, not, I'm considered abnormal by my family. So um, there is some normalcy that, that rolls into the house. The kids, even though I talk about all this hardcore stuff, climbing mountains, training every day, they have it pretty damn easy. They get pancakes on demand. It's, it's more like the greenhouse than it is living on the side of a mountain. <laughs> this would be the perfect time, by the way, the perfect time in history where we should run out of food in our house and um, and, and, and teach the kids a lesson. But, yeah, it is it is what it is. It, it's a little more normal than I'd like it. I, I, I want to move to I Kazakhstan. Find... <laughs> yeah. Well, and I find that interesting because that's kind of how I am. I'm like, no way on the video games, no way on the screen time. 
Uh, my kids go over to uh, their grandmothers and things and they eat junk food, brownie brittle, uh, <laughs> watch TV. And I'm like, no, I don't want them in front of the TV all day. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but, you know, we have we have balance, uh, yeah. too. Um, my daughter, like if we go to soccer, kids, soccer games, they drink Gatorade. I'm not a huge fan of of that kind of way. But I'm like, you know, this is part of how. Uh, things go with kids too so uh, we don't have video games at my house currently which is I love my daughter's not really into that kind of stuff so I'm fortunate there Um, my son is but yeah anyway I mean there is definitely some normalcy that definitely sneaks in there but like you my family thinks I'm abnormal other people think I'm abnormal because I'm like no I don't want to be playing this or I had a a client the other day at my house and she was like oh this is a nice family room and I said yeah that tv is brand new and I think it's only been turned on like three times that's awesome I love that yeah (laughs) yeah so um in light of this pandemic and everything going on with Spartan uh what do you see is in store for you guys um I think we got you know we're betting on July of things being back to normal and um and so that's our that's our bet, and we're sticking to it. I mean, I just don't see how this country can, um, or any country for that matter, could sustain shutting shutting businesses down and shutting down the entire economy. Um, it seems like what Sweden did is a lot smarter, where they took those high at risk and said, "Let's protect them and let everybody else kind of mingle." And and now the Swedes do keep socially distanced just naturally. A bit they're not as uh, close as maybe a new york city american but um but their numbers look great um the only way to get away you know get get this over with is is herd immunity so I, i'm betting that by january we start to see some i'm sorry by july we start to see some normalcy that's my bet that's good yeah and you you've got experience with the economy so i'm sure uh you have definite concerns there with that yeah uh, what do you think is going to happen once all of this starts to come back? There'll be, be a little hangover. You'll see some masks being worn, but we're tribal creatures. We'll all be back. Um, we'll be all back in the mix is my feeling. I think, I think yeah, I think we'll get back to normal that. pretty soon. I've been hearing so many different things. People are like, oh, the whole stock market's going to crash after this. And uh we're going to have a huge recession and I, you know, I don't feel that that's the case myself, but uh, yeah. Yep. So anyhow, um, now as far as you go, you didn't. So that's another thing people don't understand a lot of times with people is they don't start. They think everybody just started off on their journey and then they, uh, they are, we're just great to start with, right? Uh, that they were successful right off the bat. And a lot of people don't realize that you have to fall down a million times before you walk. And like you said, it took you 15 years to get Spartan going. But even before that, you, you kind of grew up in a, uh, a rough neighborhood and everything else. You know, right? I did. I grew up in the organized crime capital of the world. You saw the movie Goodfellas. That's where I grew up. Crazy place. Um, but but it was good. I wouldn't change it for the world because it, it, it helped me see some reality of, of how hard life is and, and got me, you know, helped me practice a little adversity um, so that I didn't grow up in a greenhouse. 
Um, but, but lots of folks uh, ended up going to jail for long periods of time and, and or dead. Um, that said, it's a very clean, you know, uh, expensive neighborhood. It's not, it's not like there's burning cars on the corner. It just happened to be, just happened to be organized crime capital world. Um, so, so yeah, I w- but I wouldn't trade it for the world. The crazy thing is it's not too far away from a race that inspired me, which is called the Transcendence Run. And that run is a 3,100 mile race around a one mile loop. And um, yeah, it still goes on today. So there's another example of seeing that as a young, young boy and, 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 um, and seeing what, what human beings are capable of. You know, I love that. So what is, you know, if somebody's just starting to, to get into their journey, get it out, getting active, working towards becoming healthy, where do you recommend somebody start? Put their sneakers on. <laughs> Put your sneakers on. I you love know? that. <laughs> yep, yep. It's funny that you say that because, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of David Goggins as well. And he's like, man, not every day is easy. He's like, there's been days when I've been a hurting unit and I sit there and I look at my shoes and I'm like, dang, I really don't want to go do this. He's like, but I put those dang things on anyway. And I go, yeah, no, you, you got, you got to put, um, you got to, you got to put your shoes on. And, and if you put your shoes on, um, you might not want to run 10 miles, but you might walk a half a mile and that might lead to a mile and that might lead to a few burpees and that might lead to a healthier breakfast. And so, you know, step one is just get your damn shoes on. I love it. I love it. Any other pieces of wisdom you have for people before we get um, done here? I would say, I would say, you know, life isn't that hard. Um, if you do a few things, if, if, if you don't waste time, if you wake up early, if you work out every morning before breakfast, you take a cold shower, uh, life will be a lot easier and a lot more productive and you'll achieve a lot more. It's so it's, it's really that simple, but, if, but if you stay up late, and you're watching TV, and you're wasting time, and you're not working out in the morning, it starts a negative spiral that you just you never seem to unwind. I love it. I love it. Well, and you know, that was one thing that got one of the resolutions I made when I decided to start back up on my fitness journey, because I got away from it for a while, was not to ever hit the snooze button. And I literally wrote it on a piece of paper and signed it like a document. This is not happening. No more snooze button. And it made a huge difference in like my that. life. No snooze button here. No yep. button here. <laughs> the, team of no, the team of no snooze button. Awesome. Well, I certainly appreciate you coming on and sharing some of your words of wisdom. And I hope that some of my listeners can hear what you have to say and take some action in their lives. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, how can people find you? And uh, you have your own podcast and social media. What's the best yeah, way to tell me to on Instagram? I'm on Instagram at Joe, at Joe DeSena, I think, or at real Joe DeSena. Um, and then Spartan Up Podcast and Spartan.com. And my email, if anybody want, ever wants to email me, is Joe at Spartan.com. I let it, anybody can email me. Just don't write me a long email. Three sentences, max. <laughs> Yeah. And you guys have a text, have a text line, line as well, yes. right? You're doing lots of Zoom oh, meetings. Oh, my on God. There and it things. doesn't stop. Uh, <laughs> well, that's great that you're staying busy and being productive in this uh, interesting world we live Thank in. Thank right you now. so much. You're awesome. Thanks for considering me so. for this. And we had fun. 
Well, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Fit Farming Food Mom. I am so thankful Joe took some time out of his day to come on and talk to us about the Spartan Way. Definitely go visit his website, joedesena.com. That's J-O-E-D-E-S-E-N-A.com. There's tons of good information on there, lots of videos, lots of stuff that can help get you fired up. And please also do not forget to go leave me a review on Apple iTunes and subscribe to my podcast and leave me a rating anywhere else you can see it. And please, if you liked my episode, sharing is caring, share with your friends, share with your family. I know if you're listening on Spotify, you can share me right to your Instagram stories and tag me. I'd love to see that you had a listen. Anyway, thanks for joining me, you guys, and have a wonderful day.